You're listening to Grapple Talk. If you want to ask me, you want to ask me, ask me. Say, hey, Nicholas Joseph Ragnar, what just happened in the middle of the ring? Bull****. Keeping you up to date on the Midwestern independent wrestling. Yeah, I'm cussing on TV because I don't care. And welcome into Grapple Talk, ladies and gents. Nick Ragnar on the phone with Jesse Von Raspberry doing the remote stuff again, mostly because it makes us feel like we're doing, I don't know why we do it. I, I don't have a good reason for it, I, I, I think mostly it's because things, I had to poop yeah. after work. That, yeah, that was probably it, man, and you really hate pooping in public places. Yeah, I, I really do. You know, I used to joke about it. I don't know. Do you remember they used to do um, MTV, uh, what is it? It was like MTV, like This Is My Life. Or oh, MTV. Yeah, True Life. Was, True Life, that's yeah. what it was. That's right. And I always thought, it's like, man, you know, they should do one on people that are afraid of public bathrooms because I think that that is a real that's a real thing. Like, there's a large group of people that cannot use public bathrooms, and I'm one of them, and I can admit it. You know, which is kind of strange, Nick. So you're out there, you're on a, you're on a nice like dinner date with the fiance, right? And you feel a little urge in your gut, you know, and like, you know how the song goes. Like, do you actually go, or are you just hold it until you get home? I say, honey, we gotta go. We gotta go right now. Well, you pack like... up, pack up the pasta. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I got to use the John at home. My so, John. So like the Olive Garden, you, you can't poop there. I can't do it. Target, you can't poop there. Can't do it, man. Um, Caribou Coffee, what about there? Nope. I don't know. You can name any place on God's green earth and it's not happening. All right. I'll tell you that much. Best I, can't, I can't poop at your house. I can't poop at other people's houses. Well, Nick, you it's never not come over. Public bath- Here, here's know, the terrible I'm, thing. I'm, You've never been over. You've never been over to my house. <laughs> like, you don't even know where I oh, live. No. Yeah. Well, like, we're neighbors <laughs> and you've never been over. Yeah, well, we've been to we we went to fishes once, so there was that. Yeah, you know what, we're, dude, we're neighbors. We literally work like two blocks away from each other, and here we are doing a Skype interview. You know, it's <laughs> like I'm really beginning to wonder if, like, number one, if you just really hate people. I think yeah, I'm. Oh, well, I am an yeah. introvert. I mean, if you ask anybody, I am an introvert, which is weird because my job requires me to be out in the public. So, um, I think overall it's pretty funny. But mm-hmm. no, you know, the, the big thing for me today too was, uh, and I and I. Hate that I don't go. I don't go down there. It was a lot easier when I lived over there on King Street. But the big thing for me today was is that I had a radio interview. Uh, I had to be up at six this morning, and I left the house right around that time. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't obviously get home until around four thirty. And Zari also worked today, so the dog's been been alone for however long that is ten hours. So I felt kind of bad, and I wanted to get home. So that also played into it, along with the uh, the poop factor. You know, I just would have went with the dog instead of the poop factor. You know. <laughs> It's been a little bit better of an excuse. Oh, yeah. You know, we we're like, oh, you know, Brady, man, he's he's been home alone for like 10 hours. He probably really needs to go poop. Wink. <laughs> I mean, I've been like, oh, hey, Nick, that's that's perfect, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're actually taking care of your dog at this point in time. And then yeah. you're like, yeah, I took him for a walk, and now I'm busy for like 20 minutes. So Well, now, and well, here's the other thing, too, right? I mean, we're mm-hmm. both extremely busy individuals. Obviously, it seems like you're that you're at work until like 8 p.m. every night. I you know, really I wish that was the not other... the case, you know, yeah. but that's just the yeah. case. Yep. It's the case. And, you know, with me, it's like I don't know what's happened, but I've had so many things unrelated to work and related to work that I've had to do after work that it's like I have one free night a week nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and some, most of the time that doesn't work with your schedule or RGGs. I mean, I haven't done any podcasting. You know, I have the video game channel. I haven't uploaded any of that stuff. It's been like weeks. So um, it kind of came down to it as well. It was like, well, you know, I'm maybe not going to make it over to the station, but Let's at least do do something like let's do, you know, let's record because it's been so long and this is the best way for us to do it today. So that's how we're doing it. Well, think about this, Nick. Since we've recorded last, there has been three New Japan shows. 
Yeah. No mercy. Yeah. Um, a cease and desist towards the the young bucks from the WWE. Yeah. A cease and desist yeah. towards Will Osprey from the WWE. Yeah, that's right. Um, Gabe Sapolsky had that huge leak with his emails when it came to the future of Evolve. Oh, yeah, that is right. huge. If you haven't been following that story, you should really follow that story. It's like, man, it, it, they are in so much fucking shit with Flow Slam. It's going to be crazy if they can right. get out of that one. I mean, and then now we're on the heels of Hell in a Cell. I mean, we're probably going to see Shane McMahon do something really dumb on Sunday. Yeah, and there's also been more Facebook drama that we can talk about. So oh, that's yeah. That's great about it. Man, pro so, wrestling, but, nothing but, changes. But before we talk about that, Jesse, let's do mm-hmm. the age-old Grapple Talk intro of what you did this past week, and more in particular because you actually went to shows. Uh, yeah, this was probably the uh, – this past weekend was one of the busiest weekends I can recall in a long time. Um, yeah, so you always do the work thing Friday. You know, I get off around like yep. 2, 2.30. Man, it, it was closer to 3 by the time I actually got on the road to Oshkosh. Get to Oshkosh, set up. ACW, really good show. They put on a hell of a product um, Like afterwards. I thought it was probably one of their best shows they put on in the last six months. Really? From wow, top okay. to bottom, I thought everyone clicked. Um, it was probably like one of the best Big Mike Morris matches of all time against Nathan Gust. It was an absolute classic. TW3 awesome. and Sadis had a really awesome affair as well. Um, Jordy Lee and Joey Avalon had a really good match as well. We had a new Water City champion, Colin Brooks, beating Porn Stash, Peter Swans. That was a pretty good one as well. Um, Savage Keens have been developing chemistry, like, left and right there. So they've been really good as a tag team. And it was just one of those shows where I know a lot of people really enjoy, like, that little last bit of summer that we had last week. You know, it was was hot. It was nice, you know. But it was one of those shows where I think ACW really rewarded everyone in in their fan base for coming out to that one. Um, They have, like, three more shows coming up for the rest of the year. Of course, December is going to be their big anniversary show. So we're hopefully we're gonna be there. Um, you know, you got the the badass Billy Gunn's gonna be there as well, and um, little little Guido Nuncio himself will be there as well. So that should be pretty cool. Definitely. Um, yeah, but it was one of those things where it's like, I, you know, you get back on the road, you get home, and it was like one thirty, and then I'm like, shit, I gotta wake up the next day, you know. And it was one of those days because man, it's Oktoberfest, right? So yeah. I had to be back down in the station by like eight. So I woke up at 7, so maybe I got like five oh and a half, God. six hours of sleep. Um, pounded a lot of coffee, made it through the parade, right? Um, and then I had to be right back on the road because I needed to be up in Cambridge, Minnesota for the AWF the next that same night. Wow, you know? that is crazy, man. So, so I got out of lacrosse probably about like 3, and I got up there about 6.15. Doors had opened at 6, show started at 7. Wow. So I'm like, well, fuck, you know. So I'm I'm setting up as quick as possible. I said hello to like maybe five people. Get set up in like record time, you know. It's an easy setup, you know, because like anytime you're in a high school gym, it is just like shooting high school basketball. You find your perch. Luckily, there wasn't a lot of people on the side we set up, so that yep. was pretty easy. Um, you just had to run a feed right to the direct directly to like their DJ guy. And they had a new one. So, like, we had to do some, like, you know, trial and error on a few things. But we got to work. That was cool. Um, the show was really – it was a good show. You know, um, they always put on a really fun show for the fans there live. It's just a fun show. Like, not really, a, like, heavy storyline show like a lot of different places do. But this yep. is just, like, a fun wrestling show. And it's one of those things where, you know – you're just like a random wrestling show pops up in your hometown and you have no clue what the storylines are, but you're just there to have fun. That's exactly what the AWF was that night. 
Um, it was kind of cool though, Nick. Like, uh, I I hope you actually enjoy this one. This is a pretty good story. So nice. I'm they're, excited. They're, they're doing the uh, the raffle gimmick. You know, like they got the sponsors, and all the sponsors have like raffle tickets. They're selling for like prizes, and all the proceeds go to the, the Special Olympics. You know, and, and yeah, one of them actually had the uh, Super Nintendo Classic that just came out, just brand new. No way. Just brand new, right? So yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm, you gotta I'm, try for it. I'm gonna try. So I threw in like five bucks, right? Show goes through, finishes up. They're doing the raffle tickets. All of a sudden, they name out the numbers. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's my number. I'm no like, way! You won it? I won a fucking, like, Super Nintendo Classic for, no like, five way. bucks, dude. Yeah, way, dude. Like, oh, that, shit's awesome. going, that shit's going for, like, 200 on the fucking, like, Facebook market and stuff like that. I got it for five bucks. You're going to keep it, right, and play the games? Well, yeah, stuff? you know, I, like, I already tried it out. Like, um, dude, and, and uh, you know, it's kind of crazy because, like, man, I was never a Super Nintendo kid growing up. But man, it's fun as hell. It's what is it? Because what, what does it come with? You got like Super Mario. You so it got... comes with um the two Super Mario games. It comes yeah. with the Kirby games. Those two, oh, nice. Donkey Kong, um, nice. F Zero, Star Fox nice. One and Two, um, Final Fantasy, Secret of Mana. It comes with um Street Fighter, Castlevania. Oh my god. Um, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. You know. Oh my god. Like th- this thing is packed. And, awesome. And like the interface is really great. Um, the only weird thing is though, it's like. Just how small this unit is. Now, I take it you got your phone right in front of you, right? I do, yeah. All right, cool. Now, imagine your phone right next to that phone. That's how big this thing is. It is Are super. You serious? F- yeah, I'm super serious, dude. Like, you know, I was hoping it would have a cartridge porch port, but it doesn't. You know, like, there is no cartridge port. It is all, like, just USB, HDMIs, and it's just like, holy Church. shit. This thing is fucking small as hell. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine. So is the controller like a? Is it like a classic controller though, or is the controller smaller? Or um, what? the controller is the same size as the classic. Oh well, that's cool at least. Yeah, the controller is like the size of the fucking console, dude. <laughs> 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 you know, it's crazy. That's so, super cool though. Yeah, man. yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. So like, uh, it was the other night. I had a free night, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll play for a few hours, and it was, it was fun. It took me really, it took me back, and I was just like, man, this is this is a blast, and this is probably gonna eat up my winter. So. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I still, I, I still have my Super Nintendo oh, original nice, in my basement. Yeah. yeah, like the the original system mm-hmm. has a shit ton of dust on it. Was definitely not taken care of because I had it when I was a kid, and I've got probably you know fifty games for it. So oh, I mean, wow. I, the Super Nintendo was my first gaming system, so that's very near and dear to my heart. So that I, I am so happy that you won that. Man, you should really like dig that thing out and see if it still works. If you got fifty games, dude, that's a lot of games. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have a lot of games. Unfortunately, I used to have some really good games, like really, really good games. Okay. Um, and I, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what they were. I would well, if like I had Saturday my Night Slammers. Did you have that? <laughs> no, I, but it was games like okay. you know. I don't know if you ever heard of Contra before, but I used to have Contra. Yeah, Contra's on the classic. Other... It's good. Is it really? It is. Oh shit! Yeah. See, oh no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I used to have some of these games, and they just disappeared. I don't know where the hell they went. You know, I think somebody pro- stole them. And probably AC Riley, right? Yeah, that prick probably stole that ass. <laughs> but no, no, but that's like, awesome. Yeah, man, like you should really look into it. Um, I know probably within the next couple of weeks, they'll probably end up having a hack just like they did with the um, NES Classic. So with like the hack, you can mod and get like whatever games you really want in the system, which would be really, really kind of cool. Um, yeah, you know, I yeah. thought about that, but they're just in such mm-hmm. high demand right now. It seems like they sell out everywhere, and then they're overpriced on the the Craigslist and the Facebook markets and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I... if I could get one for five bucks at some wrestling show, that'd be pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, man, you just got to go to more wrestling shows and hope they actually raffling them <laughs> off. You know, that's 
So, but that was probably, yeah, because, like, I got back, like, Sunday morning, probably about, like, 2, and I'm just like, I'm dead. Well, like, I'll tell you what, yeah. dude. My, my, my Saturday and Sunday didn't involve wrestling, but it, it involved a lot of drinking and, and some throwing up as well. Yeah, man, was, I uh, uh, I saw a little bit of your Snapchat story of you walking home. Oh, my God, you, I kind of forgot about oh, that. Wait, here's the worst part about you walking home. You were walking in the wrong fucking direction. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you totally were, dude. You were heading back downtown. You're like, hey, man, I'm totally walking home now. I, I feel good, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're walking in the wrong fucking direction. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. That was a crazy day. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it starts how you always expect it to start, right? Mm-hmm. Just a quick talk before we get into grapple talk talking because I like having this, this interaction because I think it's fun. But we... Went down to the parade. It was a mm-hmm. normal parade. For those of you that haven't been to Oktoberfest, it's just it's it's a regular parade. Lots of people, like thousands and thousands, like more than the population will cross goes to this parade. But um, you know, then we had some drinkies, obviously, and then it be it was uh you know a little bit later in the the afternoon, right after the parade ended, and one of our friends said, hey, there's this uh, party over here on French Island. Do you guys just want to go? Like they have Hammerschlagen, they have uh, bags. You know, we can play. Um, whatever we want you know there's other games there so i was like yeah sure whatever so we went out to french island we got a ride uh lyft okay. whatever lyft or uber whatever it is yeah 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 and so we go to french island and this guy the the party host uh who my friend knows was like hey man you want to uh come down and check out the basement and i was like well, that was weird he's like only if nick can come with and i was like don't drag me into this <laughs> so then we decided to go down there and haha we kind of joked about it and i was like ah he's gonna bring us to a dungeon and shit so he pulls out this this alcoholic beverage. I have okay. never heard of it in my life. It was one of those alcoholic beverages where mm-hmm. it didn't have a label. It was just like there was a sticker on the on the glass bottle. And he had some story about how he got this from somewhere outside the country and it was whatever. And you know, me and my friend were down there and we're like, we're just we're pretty we're pretty drunk at this point. We're like, oh, that's neat. That's a this is a fun story. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, yeah. everybody take a shot of it. And we're like, oh yeah, sure, whatever, dude. So he gives me this shot, Jesse. I shit you not, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever put into my body and my it was just so gross, man. I can't even <laughs> describe to you the taste of this liquid. Uh-huh. And then my friend tried downing it. And he literally he threw up right away. Oh, right away. Wow. Yeah. Just, just like up. straight up like black. So then after that, I don't remember a lot. I'm gonna be completely honest. I was very irresponsible, <laughs> but I didn't drink at all for the rest of the night. I was like, I can't. There's no way. So from from henceforth, that uh, little spot on French Island is now known as the dungeon because once you leave there, you don't leave the same man as when you entered. Um, so my wow. Saturday and Sunday consisted of going to a dungeon and then spending the entire day on Sunday basically crippled on my couch trying to recuperate. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have a it – was, it was fun, but uh, I'll tell you what, the uh, the weekend definitely ended on a bad note for me, so – it's so you you basically ran into the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> yeah. Are you much. telling me you drank with the Dungeon of Doom? You saw the avalanche and the shark and the Zodiac and all that shit. <laughs> Kevin yeah. Sullivan handed you this bottle of booze and be like, drink this, man. Drink yes. it. Yeah. Yes, wow. he did. Wow. It was, it was pretty that is a pretty stuff. pretty rough Oktoberfest weekend, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. yeah, it was. It started out, you know, and I just wanted to watch the parade. You know, I wanted to enjoy the parade. I haven't been able to watch the parade in a really long time. You uh-huh. know, um, I think I remember seeing you down there a couple of years ago, but I think I had to go work at the news station. I had to produce, so I like came down, said hi, and then I had to leave. I don't remember what happened. That probably I think makes you were sense. Yeah, yeah. So we, so 
I just wanted to be able to enjoy the entire parade, not have to worry about work or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm in a dungeon. It's like, what's going on here? Like, how did this happen? And we went downtown and, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm ready for bed. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking water at this point and it's not, you know, it's not doing anything. I had a couple pieces of pizza, didn't do anything. I was like, I just want to go home. This is way too long of a day. I'm too old for this. It was like 6 p.m. I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> so, Jeez. That's how it is, I guess, you know? You had quite bad. That's a that's a pretty rough one. I'm really kind of shocked that you weren't with the um, the Salvation Army during their little float gimmick they had during the parade as well. Yeah, you know, I helped out quite a bit with that the year prior, and I talked mm-hmm. to them, and, you know, they had enough volunteers, and they had uh, enough staff members, and they said, yeah, don't worry about walking in the parade. So I said, all right, I, I will not walk in the parade then. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty solid right there. Yeah, not too bad. Not too shady. I didn't see KQEG's float. Where was KQEG's float at? Um, you know, KQEG, uh, we were part of the Henderson Motorsports float this year. Is that right? Yeah, they had two of our banners. Well, nice. Yeah, well, I there guess. you go. There's your there's your no, publicity. For, I guess. for whatever apparent reason, our um, apparent company Magnum Dot Media just just does not get into this whole parade float thing, and it's kind of weird because like, you know, Channel Eight here in town, you know, Channel Nineteen as well, Fox Twenty Five will be in the parade, all that yep. stuff, and here we are. We're just you know the goofballs in a fucking Honda pickup truck, you know, filming the uh, <laughs> filming the parade and. It is one of those things where, you know, we had we had two fucking people trip over these extension cords we had set up. <laughs> and we're we're doing the parade and all of a sudden like I can't hear myself. And I'm like, You motherfuckers and I look right at him. And like a couple of them go be like, I'm sorry, you know? <laughs> but it was one guy, I gave him like the fucking death stare, man. Like it was <laughs> it was something you would have saw out of like a territorial wrestling promo. Yeah, and I like I I almost gave I, I pulled out the fucking promo hand and I'm like, you no, <laughs> and he's just like, ugh. It, it really looked like he made uh, trouser chili. He actually wow. shit himself. So that's disgusting. That was yeah, I've never yeah. Heard so trouser was, chili before. It is pooping your pants, Nick. So yeah, I, I mean, don't like that. I mean, yeah, shit, you know, of course you don't because that's pooping in public. Number one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, but no, it was just, it was a very fun and interesting weekend. And it was one of those weekends too, where, you know, I think we both realized that there, there's other things in life more important than wrestling. Yeah. Like being alive. That's one thing. That is huge. Um, But there's also a lot of really fun things when it comes to wrestling. And, uh, uh, I think, uh, we should talk about that a little bit. Am I wrong? Um, yeah, I think you actually are right on that one. So one of the things you wanted to bring up right away, I don't know. Do you want to go right into this like Facebook drama bullshit again? No, let's let's save that for the end. You want to save that I think for that's the a end? Good discussion. But you All know right. what I think I want to do, Jesse? Oh, what's that? I think I want to take a break because we just talked about shitting our pants and throwing up in the dungeons, and then a little bit of wrestling. And I think I want to break up these segments because they are <laughs> this is this is so jambled. I didn't even. I just made up a word, jambled. No, but how about we take a break? Actually, a real word. Is it really? Yeah, it is. No way. Yeah, it is. Are you looking it up online right now? No, I'm not. I'm looking up the Hell in the Cell card. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll talk national wrestling up next, right here on Grapple Talk. Don't go anywhere. Yes, I'll take my eggs over easy, and I'll take my podcast, Deach and Dash. That's right, the Deach and Dash podcast hosted by me, gorgeous Jordy Lee, available via the Grapple Talk Network. It's about to get weird. We're going to talk some wrestling, maybe, some life, probably, and definitely going to ask whether you prefer ketchup or mustard. Catch us via the Grapple Talk Network and wherever iPods are available to you. iPods or podcasts? God, I'm the worst. 
Hey, Grapple Talk listeners, this is Chris from Spot Monkey Media. Are you a professional wrestler, a promoter, a business owner? Spot Monkey Media is graphic design for the wrestling professional. We offer design services for t-shirts, event posters, 8x10s, logos, and even ring gear. But if you're not in the wrestling business, we work outside the ropes. Go to SpotMonkeyMedia.com for more information. Spot Monkey Media. Create your legacy. Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy gaming check us out and welcome back to grapple talk ladies and gents nick ragner and jesse von rudin with you uh we are we had a very interesting first uh third first segment let's let's use that first segment of the show i, I think jesse that was uh we had some interesting discussions there well it's one of those things where you know come on man hey we're, we're just talking we're just talking that's what we're we're spitballing ideas back and forth and like i don't know sometimes you just got to call in a ring right Nice. I like what you just did there, and I appreciate that. Ain't Thank no problem, you for that. Know? I mean, yeah. we might not be workers, but uh, <laughs> no. we're, we're totally not. It's a good yeah. thing. I, I yeah. No, never, never. It is definitely a good thing. Well, Jesse, um, mm-hmm. lots of things happening nationally. Um, and when one of the biggest things that, you know, we've been off for so long that we haven't been able to give our input on this, and I think it's really important to give our input on it, is Roman Reigns, right? Yeah. How, how, how sick are you of talking about Roman Reigns? Man, I, I, I to the point where I'm just like, I don't even know what to, what else to say <laughs> no, about Roman Reigns. So let's um, do a recap yeah. really quick, okay? So mm-hmm. we, we let's go back. So yeah. we had the uh, Big No Mercy matchup a couple of weeks back between Roman Reigns and John Cena. A lot of people viewing it as basically the passing of the torch. Uh, Roman Reigns goes over John Cena. You know, after they had this big long feud that uh, had a bunch of, as a lot of people would call them, was it really promos was it really them. big and long? It just it was a couple of weeks of them just shooting on each other. Yeah, well, you know, way to way to kill my thunder. Yeah, hey, so but uh, but yeah, so okay, a short, but I would still consider it a big feud. Um, and it ended with Roman Reigns going over, and then all of a sudden on Raw Talk we have uh, John Cena going, yeah, you know, I respect that guy. He did great work. And then Roman Reigns comes back on Raw, has a little spat with The Miz. And now we're to the point now where it looks like they are re-establishing um, the shield to go up against Miz and his cronies or Miz and, uh, you know, the bar, whatever they decide to do there. But nonetheless, I think this is another interesting discussion to have. And a lot of people have been having it, especially after that John Cena matchup, because at this point, Jesse, I think it is inevitable that we are going to see Roman Reigns topping Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and there is nothing that you or I or the fans or anybody can do about it because Vince McMahon loves him some Roman Reigns. What do you think about that? Yeah, it seems like the writing on the wall is on leaning towards there, and a lot of it's really just how he's being protected. You put him back into the whole six-man mix. You keep him relevant. Put him in there with a guy who's going to get a lot of heat, and you hope to draw some of those boos away. Um, but at the same time, though, you still have that wild card of Braun Strowman, and I'm going to put it out there, man. Like I thought, Strowman had a like a hellacious showing against Brock Lesnar. 
Now, some people might want to say that, you know, it wasn't as chaotic as it should have been. I, I kind of agree with that one. But, you know, maybe that's a story for a different time. But it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, maybe having Reigns Lesnar be the WrestleMania main event again, you know, maybe they can correct the mistake they had with the first one. It's like, you may have been on this podcast a hundred times saying the same thing, that they really screwed the pooch there with Reigns. Now, I almost wondered, though, like, this time, though, and I think it should almost be, like, the theme, though, with, like, the whole shield getting back together, is that each time some guy should be, you know, the one that portrays the shape, you know, the shield. Yep. Yep. Um, Is this going to be, now, with Roman Reigns being the reluctant one to really kind of sign back up, do you think Roman Reigns will probably end up being the guy who actually portrays the Shield this time around? I really don't. I think nope. I think I think this is I think this is honestly Dean's time. I think this is where we're going to see an oh. Ambrose heel turn, um, mostly because that initial uh, pairing with 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 Dean and Seth I think was the writing on the wall that eventually we are going to see a Dean Ambrose turn. And you know what, Jesse? It's it's very similar to the whole John Cena thing. And I think at this point Reigns is at the at, at the point that we talked about this earlier. He's the he's one of those guys in which Vince isn't going to turn heel, but not nece- I mean, he's not even necessarily a face. Um, he just has face tendencies. So I don't think Reigns is ever going to be full blown heel, but I do think a guy like Seth or Dean will flip back and forth between your traditional baby face and traditional heel. And I think you know Dean's been doing what he's been doing for a long time. And you remember once the Shield first came in, everybody and their fucking grandma was saying. Oh, Dean Ambrose is going to be that perfect guy to take over as that uh, singles heel. And he hasn't had that run yet. And I think right now, I don't think Dean is necessarily stale. But I don't know what you can do with him after this, this the shield breaks up uh, eventually because it's going to happen. So I think, honestly, even though everybody would rather see Reigns turn heel, I'd rather see a Dean Ambrose heel turn here on the shield. And I would rather see Dean do something and become like the top heel on Raw. I think that's the best route to go. But we go back to Reigns. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason that it kind of bothers me, Jesse, what they're doing, we talk about this all the time, is that you look at the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, and to me, it doesn't feel like they're doing the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion because they're capitalizing on an opportunity where these three can really come together and to excite fans. I feel like they're almost doing it because they're trying to get Reigns in the good light, in the light of the fans, right? I I don't feel like they're, they're... I personally don't think this is a great time to do it anyways. It feels like they're just randomly kind of throwing it together, especially with taking on Miz in the bar. I mean, why not wait until you have some glorious faction stable to try to take down and then you come together to to take down this dominant force? Because at this point, we've seen Miz in the bar don't have very much credibility at all as a team. So to me, this feels like more or less, man, Reigns is getting freaking killed with, with boos and with being rejected by the fans. So how can we try to get him over? Fuck it. Let's just, let's put him with the shield because we know that a reunion there is going to help him out. And I'm kind of worried that it's actually going to hurt the shield's image. What do you think? That's a fair point. Um, I think going back with like the uh, the Miz and the Bar together, it was one of those things where they, you know, the Miz already had his trio. You know, <laughs> yeah. He had Bo Dallas and he had uh, you know, fucking Curtis Axel. But apparently that wasn't good enough. You know, right. like, so they put the bar in there. Um, but kudos, you know, like, this is a big opportunity for the bar. They know they can deliver, and I think that's why they managed to put him in that spot, you know. 
Um, right. More than likely, yeah, it's probably a way to kind of give that kind of cool vibe back to Roman Reigns. But you also got to remember, too, like, Roman Reigns really hasn't changed too much, like, attire-wise, which is always, like, perception of what the fan sees. The dude's still rocking basically the Shield gear. He's been rocking yep. that since, like, they broke up. It's like, you know, Nick, it's kind of weird. It's like, um, God, it'd be like you had this ex-girlfriend and she gave you a shirt and you wore the shirt every fucking day. <laughs> like that is Roman Reigns. He is the, uh, the broken hearted boyfriend who's been wearing the same fucking shirt that his girlfriend gave him like three years yep. ago. And right. she is gone and she has gone on to fuck other dudes and win championships and all that stuff. And he's still wearing that same t-shirt. That yep. is Roman Reigns at this point in time. And it's one of those things where you're like, Oh man, you know, you kind of feel sorry for the guy at first. And then you're like, man, this dude is clinging to the fucking past. Right, you know, so I just, I, just, I think yeah, the thing with yeah, Reigns, I, I think oh, it will yeah. work. You know, I'm I'm just gonna say this much. I I think it will probably work, and it's it's probably gonna be a short term answer because you're looking at Lesnar being gone for a bit. You don't want to stick Reigns back in there with Strowman. You have to give those two guys some distance, you know, because you're looking going into the winter season. You still got a lot of shows coming up, and then yep. you're into Rumble. So the way it is right now, you have October, November, December. You need something going on for those three months while you kind of move into the Rumble, and then you can set up Lesnar. That's basically where we're at right now. Um, I don't know. It's just a holding pattern. It's, it's unfortunate that you can't just necessarily write off characters on TV. You know, you almost feel like you have to have your top draws on TV every fucking week. And by right. doing that, though, that limits, like, your storyline possibilities because you have to remember, oh, shit, I have to give my top guy something to do every week. And you almost yep. you don't want to get stale. You know, you don't want to have him doing the same program for, like, six weeks, even though, like, six weeks doesn't really seem that stale. You know, it's still six weeks. Yep. So, I don't know. I think it's a lot of it. It's just... You just have to do it out of necessity at this point in time because there's nothing else because there's no other guy that Roman Reigns can feud with as a singles on Raw right now, is there? No, honestly, no. probably not unless they unless they did something where they did do, you know, Dean turns on Seth and Roman Reigns comes to rescue or you do something with different with Finn or... You know, you, you figure something something out that's something else out that's fresh. You know, honestly, you kind of figured that they were going to get more mileage out of that Cena angle, but Cena had to go out and do something else. So, oh, he's got that Bumblebee um, movie coming up. Yeah, is he is he really in a Bumblebee movie? Yeah, he's in a Transformers spinoff about Bumblebee set in the seventies. Is he Bumblebee? No, it's called um Boogie Bumble. I don't think. I don't. I think you're making this up. No, like the movie is a real thing. The title's fake, Nick. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Long... It's a real movie. They are making a Bumblebee spinoff set in the seventies. Called Boogie Bumble? No, that's not. That's the fake name, man. But it's probably just called Bumblebee. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. But uh, but no, I I don't know. I I I don't know what else I could do with Reigns. You know, and I and we talk about this all the time, and we'll end the discussion pretty quick here. But the thing with Reigns, and again, that that really bothers me is honestly the constant pushing in his superman style of being able to survive four aas from john cena who's been the top guy for 10 plus years doesn't bother me i just think it's the idea that cena comes out on raw talk afterwards and goes yep he has my respect you know it's just like it it just feels so canned it doesn't yeah. it just feel it just doesn't feel genuine um and you know honestly when it comes to guys you know i know that reigns has a look but Shit, you know, Triple H had to look too, and he was a heel for 90% of his career. Um, it's just like, you know, Cena got pushed for years and years and years, but look at the guy. I mean, he's 
he leads the fucking the the charity realm and giving back for the Make a Wish Foundation. Like he's like the top Make a Wish giver or whatever, you know. And and he has a squeaky clean image. I mean, John Cena was the perfect guy to hold that. I don't think Reigns technically. I, don't, I just don't think he's very likable, right? Like, sure, he's a good looking cat. He's got a great look. I mean, he he works hard in the ring, but looking at him, he like he's the guy that you wish you were, you know. And I think a lot of times that's really tough to convey to a you know an average wrestling fan to say, hey, cheer me. Uh, because I look like the guy that your wife wants to sleep with. You know, it's like, how can I cheer you? Because I hate everything you are because I wish I was that. And uh, I, I just think that's a big thing holding Reigns back. And, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I don't mind him getting pushed to the moon. I, the only thing that bothers me is how, they're, how he's portrayed on television every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I don't think they're ever going to fix. But I am really excited because, you know, if I'm going to make a guess, I do think that they're going to turn Dean Ambrose heel. I think it'd be super refreshing for his character. And I would be extremely excited for a post-mania Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns feud for the Universal title. That could be, you know, that would be really interesting to be something different there on Raw. Um, Something else that's kind of different on Raw while we stick on Raw right now. Okay, so we've had Demon versus Demon, right? Yeah. We've had Man versus Man. Yeah. Now, apparently, we're going to have Finn Balor take it on Bray Wyatt who's channeling <laughs> Sister Abigail. Now, Nick, I got to ask you. All right, now, this one, this thing, this seems kind of out of left field. You know, this is the big hot rumor going around right now is that Bray Wyatt is going to have himself very much a physical transformation, kind of like Finn Balor has with the demon, and he is going to become Sister Abigail. Now, I got to ask you, Nick, is is this wrestle crap or is this fucking wrestle crap? This is, this is wrestle crap to the fullest, man. You know... <laughs> I love, actually, you know what? I don't. I don't like the hokey stuff at all. I'll admit it. That's one of the reasons uh-huh. why the Attitude Era turned me off. Um, I, I, I honestly, like I talked before, the storylines and everything, I think are great at a certain extent, but I like when they're able to tell stories in the ring. That's why, you know, like personally, I don't think the Undertaker and Triple H storyline from a few WrestleManias back was great, but holy shit, man, they told such a great story in the ring that that was Quite possibly my WrestleMania, like that was my WWE match of the year at the time, just because the buildup wasn't great, but by God, you could tell the story just by how they worked in the ring. I freaking love that Hell in a Cell match is what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, about. it's really good one, really good one. The end so of an when era. it comes to when it comes to this weird, you know, it's just it, again, it's just like mm-hmm. it's like how and I and I praise WWE because they're trying to make something out of this feud. I mean, because at some point you're just like, oh my God, I gotta watch these two fucking wrestle again. It's like, how can they make it more interesting? Bray Wyatt is going to transform into his sister. What? What's happening? I mean, yeah. it's kind of interesting, I guess, at that sense. But, but yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. Uh, he's yeah, lost a lot of credibility, I think. And uh, I, I feel bad for Finn Balor having to be along for the ride. Man, this just seems kind of weird. You know, it's like the, the escalation of the feud. You know, it seems to be working in reverse, you know. Yep. <laughs> why, 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 why start with the demon, you know? Like, why, why build up to it? Build up to it. It'd be fun, you know. But, um, yeah, this is, this is borderline just like straight up WCW wrestle crap. And yep. there's, there's a part of me that's just like, man, someone's got to hit reset on this Bray Wyatt character. Because at one yep. point in time, I, I think almost... There was a lot of people who thought this guy had a lot of potential, like especially well, as a yeah, character. Like the beginning of the year, man. Yeah, man. Like, and then it's just kind of it's it's fallen off the tracks super fucking quick. Um, 
it's just kind of the way it is, you know. That that really is unfortunate and sucks. Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, it is what it is. But there's one other thing about Raw that I want to try to get in real quick. I know we're trying to move on because we have a lot to talk about, and that's probably going to be a very long episode because we haven't talked for so long. Yep. Enzo Amore is the new cruiserweight champion. That is one of the most controversial things that's happened in wrestling over the past couple of weeks, just because he took the belt off of who some would argue is the best worker in the company right now in being King Neville. Jesse, what are your what's your opinion on them giving uh, Enzo the belt, coming out the next night on Raw, basically talking shit to all these cruiserweights and then getting his ass totally beat for like 20 minutes in front of a live audience? <laughs> um, you know, it's probably the best thing to happen to a five in a long time. Now, hear me out on this one, because at this point in time, you just gave him a very credible villain. You know, he is the anticipus of the whole fucking division. He's just a small dude who runs his mouth. That's all he is. And then you have, like, these premier athletes just defying gravity, doing what they got to do. But, like, he's getting a reaction from the fans because he's he's sharp with his tongue. I think that's a really good thing for this division. And, yeah, you might, like, hate the, the idea that, like, the pound for pound, the best worker in the company got beat by a guy who's got more backstage heat than a fucking, you know, a oven. You know, it's just the way it is. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the end of the day, though, this is – this is going to give guys the opportunity to really build themselves up as credible babyfaces against this shitbag heel. Kind of like, you know, he could have a potential to be like the minor day honky tonk man. He is just a dude that no one fucking likes and whoever beats him is going to be a world beater. That's just kind of how it goes at this point. Yeah. Honestly, I was kind of thinking the same yeah. thing, you know, it, a lot of what we see on two Oh five live. I mean, all of these guys can fucking work. Yeah. Like all of them top to bottom. Like, the best guy being Neville and uh, down to whoever you'd want to label as, you know, the worst, whatever, however you want to say that. But they can all go in the ring. So when you have a guy, a personality more or less, like Enzo coming down to that division and bolstering it with personality, I think it adds a lot to 205. Because like we just mentioned, a lot of those guys can wrestle in the ring, but they haven't had the opportunity or maybe they don't haven't developed the ability to exemplify their personas to the crowd, to a WWE audience. So bringing a guy like uh, Enzo down there kind of makes up for the the lack of personality and charisma in that division. And you're still going to get killer matches because these dudes haven't gone anywhere. So, you know, I think it's a great thing for the division. It definitely puts eyes on it. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I think it's very interesting how Enzo still though comes out, does his catchphrases, gets over, and then shits on everybody. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting because I'm just like, I don't know... If I should cheer for him, and then I'm like, wait, that was, he just said he's now he's a bad guy. But then sometimes he says some hilarious things, and I'm like, okay, that was, yeah, that was kind of a, a good point about Rich Swan or whoever he's making fun he, of at that current moment. He is a personification of an internet troll. That's what he is. He is the, it's, it's hilarious. He is the internet troll in human form. So it's it, it's interesting. Of course, now you know you kind of free Neville up to go into a different like weight class to maybe go back onto Raw. And the guy's coming off, like, super hot. Super hot. So, depending on where they go with him, hey, this guy's the limit with him. He really kind of proved himself. He redefined his character. And he's got a fresh coat of paint. So, it worked out really well for him as well. Um, it's, you know, it's just kind of weird. Hopefully, everything kind of works out with 205 Live, you know, especially with Enzo there. But they did add Callisto. This is about fucking time they did that, right? Like, we've been yeah, saying Jesus. that for, like, seven fucking months. I mean, like, I know this guy's kind of a fucking division. Yeah, it was kind of an underwhelming announcement when he came out to the ring, but at the same time, I'm like, well, 
finally, Jesus, fuck, took forever to get this dude that should have been always on the division in yeah. there. Um, but yeah, thank God he finally got added. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, I've been spending the last seven months trying to cut weight. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude, you were already, dude, you probably, yeah, dude you're like 200 pounds. Why are you cutting weight? Uh, I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> I want to, I want to make sure I'm in a legit cruiserweight, man. Come it's on, just man. Like, uh, come yeah. on. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just yeah. one of those things where it's just like, okay, cool. Now you kind of like, you're interjecting some already made WWE personalities into this division. And really, that might be the thing that was really kind of lacking in the first place because you're just throwing guys out there and you're having these fans try to, like, especially the casual WWE fans, they don't give a shit about, like, Arya Daivari. Nope. You know, it's un- it sucks. You know, they don't give a shit about Cedric Alexander. They could I mean, give- yeah, we, yeah. We, we can like them all we want, but those casual fans, like, you're, you're right. They do not give a flying shit. No, no. They're just like, oh, man, I love Enzo. Ha, 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 ha. He's a certified yep. G and bona fide stud. You can't teach yep. that, you know? No, I mean, they're, they're, the like guy, they're, they're the guys buying the fucking Roman Reigns gear, you know? Yep. So now you're exactly. kind of, like, populating some actually general WWE populace into this 205 Lime division. So right. we'll see where it goes. Yep, definitely. All right, cool. So that basically takes care of raw talk there. You don't know what? Did you, want, did you want me to? What do you want? You want like a SmackDown? Like, well, maybe, that, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll just put that talk. there. All right, cool, cool. So anyhow, big thing with Raw. Of course, we just got done with No Mercy. Now we're moving into the uh, SmackDown pay per view cycle now, and uh, Hell in a Cell is coming up this Sunday, starting at seven p.m. our time. Um, right. This one's an interesting one. We got eight matches already confirmed for this one. Now, uh, do you want to go through like all the matches and kind of do like? Hey, what you you do or you don't? I want to go. I want to go through the key matchups. You give us the key matchups, and we'll talk about them. But I don't want to do every single fucking. All right, match. cool, cool, cool. So I think one of the key matchups is the uh, SmackDown pay-per-view debut of Bobby Roode as he takes on Dolph Ziggler. Now, Nick, I don't really give two shits about Dolph Ziggler. Give me a reason why I should give a shit about this match. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because the entrances are probably going to be cool because Dolph's going to pull something out of his ass again like he's been doing on SmackDown for the past couple of weeks. I don't fucking know. So you, so you think Dolph I'm going to tell is, you right now. Okay, I'll right, tell you right now. Right. It's not going to be a good wrestling match. I'm sorry. I don't I don't care who's listening and if you disagree. It is not. It's just not going to be. We've seen it happen before, and, and, and unfortunately, I don't know what it is with Dolph, but he just doesn't mesh well with a lot of guys in the ring anymore. And personally, you know, Bobby Roode has the persona – carries himself great but he always just seems to have matches that just in for today's standard just don't live up to what other guys are doing in the ring so personally i don't think this is going to be a great match i think it's gonna be a lot of jawing um and i think it's gonna be a lot of i think honestly it's gonna be a lot of bobby root getting his ass whooped for like 20 minutes and then all of a sudden he's gonna pull out his stupid ass spine buster for the win that's what i think is gonna happen <laughs> his, his weak ass but his weak ass spine buster finisher for the win. Oh, That's is what I think is he actually happen. using the spine buster as his finisher? I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. I thought he was using he, the uh, the DDT thing. Oh yeah, that's right. The uh, yeah. the DDT. Yeah. Okay. Almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if, if there's any reason to watch this match, it's most likely that Dolph Ziggler is going to break his neck on the DDT. That's that'd be pretty cool. To <laughs> see. All right, cool so. man. You sold me on that match. All right, cool. United States Championship. Um, AJ Styles defense against Baron Corbin. Yeah, you know, I don't. I think this is good. Uh, this will be a really good match, actually. To be honest with you, you know, I I know Baron Corbin has a lot of heat. I know a lot of people don't like him, mm-hmm. but I actually really enjoy Baron Corbin matches. And with a guy like AJ Styles, I know for some reason, you know, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles just didn't mesh very well in their in their feud for that for that United States belt. But I really like Corbin and Styles, 
And uh, I think this will, I honestly think that this will probably be the best match of the night. That's saying a lot because um, one okay, of the matches. Uh, besides the tag match. Besides okay, the tag okay. Hell in a Cell tag match for the SmackDown titles yeah. as a New Day, the champions defend against the Usos. Now, this is, this could be really, really special. Yeah, I, I, I think with what these guys have done uh, when they've been in the ring with each other, the Usos are on a, another level when it comes to tag team wrestling. I mean, it, it's awesome because I remember a couple of years ago when we were doing this podcast, we were talking about WWE's tag team division and the dire state that it was in. And, you know, the Usos were kind of right in the middle of that. And now it seems like they honestly, I, Jesse, I would say the Usos are the best tag team on the fucking planet right now. Like they are so good at what they're doing. And New Day has kept up uh, with them every step of the way. Uh, and yeah, I think this is going to be really special and something that, uh, a lot of people will be talking about on Monday. The Usos really just needed a new coat of paint. You know, there was, there was never a unit in WWE who needed more of a, a fresh makeover than the Usos. And with New Day, this act has been going strong for quite some time. And the thing that really kind of keeps them relevant is they can lean on one of the three guys when they need to. And for this feud, definitely they have kind of really heavily leaned on Xavier Woods to be yeah. the workhorse, and he's really stepped up his game, and I think a lot of people kind of always forget that, hey, Woods can go. So between those five guys in this matchup, um, they're, they're probably definitely going to steal the show. Um, should we go straight into the championship match or the match that everyone's going to believe is going to be the main event? Uh, let's talk, let's talk about the Hell in Cell match first. All right, cool All right. then. <laughs> Which one? All let's right. talk about the, uh, the, the Kevin Owens match. How about All that? All right, cool, cool. So Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Now this one, this one's had an interesting build over the last few months. You know, basically kind of doing the, the Owens not really agreeing with Shane McMahon's ever since, you know, McMahon was the special guest referee in one of his matches against AJ Styles and kind of like, he thought he got kind of screwed type of thing, became personal at one point when, Kevin Owens basically told Shane McMahon to his face, hey, man, I wish you would have died in that helicopter crash. You know, like he headbutted Vince McMahon. Like this thing is like de definitely dovetailed in the point where it's actually, you know, it's got some legit steam heading into a Hell in a Cell match. But at the same time, though, this is also Shane McMahon in a match where you know he's going to jump off something high. Yep, uh, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. But at the same time, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of people shitting on this, and I think it's. I honestly think it's going to be a good match. I, I'm actually looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be like a five star classic or anything. Like I don't think there's. It's very similar to like you know the Shane McMahon Undertaker match, the Shane McMahon AJ Styles match, where, you know, as much as every time it comes up, everybody wants to say, and myself included, mm -hmm. that we're not excited to see Shane McMahon in the ring. But every time after the night happens, we're like, yeah, you know what? That wasn't too bad. Actually, that was actually very entertaining. So uh, I'm expecting. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you like halfway there because like, goddamn, that Undertaker match was the drizzling shits. Oh, you didn't like that one? Uh, I didn't like that one. You didn't think it was entertaining? You weren't sports entertained by that match, Jesse? <laughs> I was not sports entertained. I'm just like, dude, what? he jumped off a fucking hell in the cell. How are you not sports entertained by dude, that? Dude, the basically Taker laid on that table for what, like 20 minutes, and Shane still missed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the what? dead man needed a fucking billionaire's son to basically jump off something big and almost kill himself to beat him. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, well he, you know, he's old. I don't know. What do you want me to say to that? Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could be good. I think it's going to be a nice, solid plunder match. Um, yeah, you know, you probably have some accidental blood in this one. Uh, you probably have some hardcore shenanigans as well. Um 
What's the over under on this one finishing on top of the cage? You know, honestly, they they announced that uh, whatever it was, uh, the anywhere falls falls down um, anywhere falls down anywhere. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, okay. So it's a falls count anywhere match inside a fucking hell in a cell. It's a hell. It's a hell in a cell. Also, falls count anywhere. What the fuck, dude? Like the match is supposed to. What? They just announced that on SmackDown. So I basically, guess, on okay. So you just announced it's a falls count anywhere <laughs> match, and then it's like and it's a hell in a cell. You know they're gonna escape. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, well, here's the thing about it, Jesse. Right? Yeah. I think that is a tall tale sign. That there is going to be some crazy ass bump, and they're like, "Shit, we have to finish outside of." There's no way we're going to get be able to get back in the ring. So, either Shane's going th- going up top again and falling through and actually hitting it this time, Ugh. or I don't know, something crazy is going to happen. I I don't see how they're going to get away with that with with making that call on SmackDown on Tuesday night. What, okay, so, well, how about how about this one? What if like, I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm. I will. We'll watch the spectacle, and we'll be on Grapple talking like yeah, three I'm not, weeks. Yeah, I'm not. Like we're, I said, it's not yeah. gonna be fucking good. But Jesus, somebody's <laughs> gonna die. That's why it's great. You get to pay <laughs> to watch people die on television. Wow. Yeah, you get paid uh, nine ninety nine to watch someone yeah. die on television. That's great. Yeah. Over a streaming yeah. device, or you can pay, That's... you know, like sixty five bucks and watch it on your traditional pay per view. Okay. So the main event. It's a rematch for the WWE Championship as Ginger Mahal. Once again, defends against Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, Nick, um, I don't know. We were kind of underwhelmed by their match at um, SummerSlam, and here they are again, going one-on-one. You know, this time, no stipulations again. It's just another solid one-on-one matchup. Yeah, I honestly don't... I don't know what to expect, man. I mean, uh-huh. I think Nakamura has to get the win, right? I mean, there's no doubt that he... I mean, they, they can't do this twice for this guy. Um, I would be extremely surprised if he doesn't walk out with the belt mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, I think, I don't know how we can be any more wild than we were at the, I, I don't know how they can top what they did at the last match. I don't know what else different they can do. Um, so yeah, honestly, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going into it with high expectations, I guess, which is probably a good thing because who knows, maybe they'll pull something out of their ass and I'll be like, Holy shit, that was actually pretty good. But I'm going into it with pretty low expectations and we'll see what happens. Yeah, if this one kind of follows suit with the Jinder Mahal title defenses, more than likely the Singh brothers will get involved. They'll get their heads kicked off. Maybe it gets, you know, slammed through a couple tables. Um, and maybe Nakamura gets punched in the dick again. I mean, God. yeah, like that that might be how the match goes, just like that. And that's really kind of unfortunate. You know, you're, you're talking about WWE who's about to go into a, like a, a tour of India here in December. And your your act that you're hoping and you're praying that's gonna pop the Indian territory has dovetailed into like almost like a a foreign racist, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Like he he hates everyone besides Indians, you know. And you know it is what it is, you know. It's WWE storytelling. They're gonna do what they're gonna do because it's supposed to draw heat towards them or whatever. But at the same time, though, it's just like man, this is just really uninspired booking between these two. And I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things where maybe we expect more and this is just what we get. This is just a filler feud until someone pops up that they feel that Junior Mahal is going to drop the belt to. And, you know, knowing our luck, you know, as of right now, if you're looking at the the SmackDown roster 
and the guys who would be available to be the guy. Like, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset about a J- AJ Styles Jinder Mahal like feud. I think like anyone's going to get a decent match out of Jinder Mahal. It might be AJ Styles. Yeah. 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 You know, honestly, I think at this point, what I would have probably have liked to have seen Jesse. Uh huh. And we like to play armchair Booker on the show quite a bit, but I still think it would have made a lot more sense to go way back, have your your Jinder and and Cena feud. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe give Cena I, unless maybe they're maybe they're planning for Cena Jinder at Mania. I don't know. But um, oh man, that'd be oh, a very man. long WWE title run. That'd are, be very. Are we, we going to get the um the super patriotic John Cena at WrestleMania then again? Maybe I don't know, but I, I just think I think what would have made the most sense. You know, you have Cena and Jinder do their thing because, like we talked about before, you know, I liked personally the idea of Jinder getting the belt. Uh, I thought Randy Orton was doing shit with it, but now just with how the booking's been, I don't think Jinder's any better. If if anything, he doesn't have the name value that Orton has. So, you know, he's not he's not anywhere. He's not, we're not anywhere better than we were six months ago when Orton was was running the show. I think it would have been nice to give Cena the belt, and then hell, if you want to do your Nakamura Cena match, do it at the one of these last pay per views and let Nakamura win the belt, and let's see what happens. Or don't just—I know that fucking Corbin had heat, but Jesus Christ, don't waste his briefcase. Oh, they wasted on a that. Brand, I mean, give me a break, dude. I know he had heat and stuff, but come on, you're killing storylines. Like seriously. Yeah. How stupid is that, man? That'd be like, um, oh man, you you know. You're in that relationship, and you get the the one night ticket. You know, it's like you can sleep with any chick you want to for that one night, and you sleep with your wife's sister. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Like, you I just had, think here's yeah. here's why it's stupid, Jesse. They do mm-hmm. WWE does this huge thing about building up the briefcase and its importance, and it's great, right? Because yeah. then you can build storylines around it. You can have, you know, guys fighting you know you can have baron corbin defending the briefcase at pay-per-views uh-huh. i mean a storyline writes itself you don't necessarily need to rely on the creativity of your writing team or any of the workers involved if you if you're if you're advertising it as for the briefcase and then you know you have the opportunity at the end of these um you know jinder mahal matches like oh man is he gonna get cashed in on what's happening you know and then they just waste it like a freaking month after the dude wins it because apparently he has heat in the back locker room. It's like, oh, my God, dude. Like, really? Yeah. Come on. Shit. Just the way it goes, man. Just the way it goes. Yeah, I guess. Fucking yeah, wrestling. I guess. You know? Fucking wrestling. Stupid shit happens all the time. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. So what's your over-under? You think Hell in a Cell is going to be a good pay-per-view? Is it worth watching the night of, or do you think it's better off to, to catch it at a later date? Um, What's the Sunday night football game? I don't. I have no idea. Is I can it, tell you in two seconds if you want me to. Shit, isn't it Houston, Kansas City? Or no, it can't be Houston, Kansas City. Kansas City just played Sunday Night Football. What the fuck? Oh, well, Kansas City's been pretty hot though. Maybe they'll want to. NBC will want them uh, back in that Sunday Night saddle. Dude, that, I don't know. That would be the game I would actually. Uh, yeah, that is the Sunday Night game. Kansas City at well, Houston. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There that, you go. That should be a really good game. Yeah. Well, Kansas City's playing out of their freaking minds right now so yeah and, and houston just got a new shot of life there with deshaun watson you know so yeah yeah that's a good i game. traded away i traded away deandre hopkins and all of a sudden he gets fucking 20 targets a game it's like come on man hey man it's like uh, i got will fuller in one of my other leagues you know he finally came back and like the Not dude's bad. a stud i don't know I got two touchdowns two touchdowns but only three catches yeah well you know yeah oh man that's... there's some there's some really terrible games this week baltimore and oakland Ugh. It's not time to start talking about football yet. We still have more wrestling talk. All right, cool. 
we're gonna we're gonna take another break though because we we gotta we're gonna break up we we, we gotta we gotta make sure our, our sponsors get their love because we have sponsors hey guys this is ac riley reminding you to check out the riley factor only on the grapple talk network join me as i talk wrestling interview wrestlers in my spotlight and squared circle segment and much much more what are you waiting for Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling. Hello, wrestling fans. Cole Cabana coming to you live from the One Hour Tease Arena in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. The pro wrestling action has been great so far. As you can see, Joey really dominating the ring so far. There's a beautiful belly-to-back suplex. And... Uh-oh. Looks like Joey's shirt has been ripped. What's up with that? You ripped my shirt. Let's go check an instant replay, see exactly what happened there. You can see Joey's shirt ripped from the collar, and that's not good when you're trying to wear your pro wrestling t-shirt. Man, you ripped my shirt. It's my only shirt. Joey. Hey, it looks like Ryan from One Hour Tees just threw Joey Ryan a brand new t-shirt. Thanks, pro wrestling tees. ProWrestlingTees.com, over 3,000 wrestling t-shirts designed and sold by pro wrestlers. Wrestlers such as Steve Austin, CM Punk, Macho Man, Mick Foley, DDP, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Hexaw, Jim Duggan, Scott Hall, Ted DiBiase, Colt Cabana, Joey Ryan, Cliff Compton, and the entire Bullet Club. All stores owned by pro wrestlers. Support pro wrestling today and visit ProWrestlingTees.com. Hey everybody, it's me, Darren Corbin. I've always gotten the question, why do I not do my own podcast? Well, I've branched out and I've tried to do Wrestling Reflections and the Wrestlers Reviewing Movie Letter, plus my promos that I flood your feed with all the time. And the number one reason is, when it comes to podcasts, everyone can always find a way to hear myself talk, and there's numerous podcasts out there, but I want to give my endorsement to one very special one. And that'd be Grapple Talk that covers a lot of the Midwest independent wrestling highlights. See, a lot of the local Midwest wrestlers are the spotlight of the Squared Circle hosts. And that would be Nick Ragnar, Jesse Von Ruden, and AC Riley. And every week on iTunes or Podbean, you can catch their podcast. So I just want to give them a shout-out. So if you're asking me why I don't do podcasts and you're maybe looking for my opinion, check them out for all your podcast needs and take a look and keep supporting independent wrestling in the Midwest. And welcome back to Grapple Talk. A great episode, Jesse. We've had a lot of great discussion thus far, I think. So, you know, whether it's talking about being in a dungeon, talking about winning a, a Super Nintendo Classic, or, uh, hey, even just wrestling. I think I've, I've had a good time so far today. Yeah, I think, like, the uh, the key things you can really come out of this podcast is the simple fact that, like, dungeons are creepy, raffles are cool, and uh, wrestling apparently pisses you and me off. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of wrestling piss- pissing us off, actually, sometimes it makes me very happy, Jesse. And okay. It does when it comes to wrestling Facebook drama. Ooh. I love wrestling Facebook drama. I feast off it at night. Um, it fuels my soul. I'm actually 200 years old, and uh, the past couple of years of Facebook drama involving wrestling has revitalized my life. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But I love Facebook drama. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, cool. And the past couple of days, there's been a lot of Facebook drama concerning uh, an apparent poster and uh, some scandalous image that was used of somebody's back. And it was edited, and it wasn't edited, and now somebody's not booked somewhere, and now this person hates this person, and blah, 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 blah. Regardless, it was a, it was a really stupid ordeal, and uh, these people need to get over it. But that being said, here's what I want to ask you, Jesse. Okay, when sure. it comes to something like this, right? When it comes to something like an opinion you, that you may have uh, about a, how a poster looked, 
Do you think that it is necessary to go to the masses and explain your situation and bury uh, a promoter, maybe, for what they are doing? Or do you think this is something that should be handled behind the scenes? Well, probably behind the scenes. If Why do you say that? Well, come on. Think about it, right? It's like if you're doing it in front of the masses, you're just asking for drama. You're asking for people to have an opinion. You know, if you have a problem with something with a present presentation of a social media post or of a poster itself, like, just talk to the promoter. Be like, hey, man, like, what's up with this? You know, just just, just it's super, super fucking easy. You know, uh, Facebook has this thing called Messenger. It acts just like a text message. Um, you can you can type it in, even if you misspell stuff. It actually, you know, it'll give you a little red squiggle, and you can correct yourself. <laughs> so it's one of those things where you can actually approach it in a very professional manner instead of putting something on fucking blast. It doesn't need to be on fucking blast. Yeah. Now you're telling me this poster apparently had, like a a back, like a gal's back that was exposed. You know, honestly. I heard it all secondhand, and okay. I loved every minute of it because I'm not friends with the dude that posted it. But basically, yeah, yeah. I guess what happened – here, I'll give you the explanation so everybody knows what we're talking about because okay, I'm sure cool. a lot of people know what we're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, I mean, yeah, like uh, leave drama behind. But it's like, fuck that, dude. We're a podcast. We talk about news. We talk about drama nationally. Let's talk about drama locally. So what, from what I saw was there was this, this individual that was booked for a company – uh, somewhere here in Wisconsin. I honestly don't know where they run anymore. I have no okay. idea where they book. I think it's on the other side of the state. I don't know. Somewhere. Anyways, I think this dude's girlfriend is also booked on the show. Again, don't know her, don't care. Okay. But in the poster, I saw a snippet of it. I didn't actually get to see it. You saw a snippet of a poster. But it's one of those posters where there's like 10 people on it. Okay. And she's in the way back. And, you know, everybody's like bodies all over. You know, there's just like, it's like a crowded room, right? Like you can't yeah. see everything of anything. And I think she was on the very top, and I think she was doing that pose where your back's to the camera, and you're, like, flexing, and your head's turned sideways, and you're looking at the camera. You kind of know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'm yeah, to think so about it's it. kind of like a over-the-shoulder It's like look. that, you know, you know, like, you know the Adam yeah. Grace pose where it's, like, on every WPW poster? Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of one. Okay, yeah. so it's like it's uh, you're, you're showing off, like, the, the back shoulder development, you know, and looking cocky at the same time, right? Yeah. But yeah. I guess, so, according to people in the comments, and again, this is where the story gets mixed. This is where the story gets twisted. Uh-huh. Is that some people say that she was wearing, uh, like, some gear on the top. I don't know what kind of gear it was. And it's not in the picture. So, a lot of people are accusing the promoter or the person that made the poster that they erased her gear to, I guess, make her image more sexualized, thus being on the poster, encouraging more men to come because, hey, there's this attractive woman on the poster. Some other people are just like, dude, why would somebody, that doesn't, that makes no, why would somebody do that? You know, and, and again, a lot of the comments on this dude's post are his friends, so they're they're encouraging him. They're not necessarily looking at it from both ends. I don't honestly know what to think of it. Personally, from my point of view, I look at it and I go, why the hell would somebody do that? Like, why, why would somebody <laughs> just take, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to sound insensitive or anything, but I mean, it's like a freaking back. Like, you know, I'm not going to look at a poster and be like, whoa, her back showing. That means she might be naked at the show. I got to go, I guess. Like that, that's not what, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, because from what I could tell, you know, based on the comments and in the photo itself, because like I said, I didn't have a good look at it, but it's not like any, you know, anything. It wasn't like the picture that I would consider the picture to be like, you know, PG 13 or whatever. I was just like, is, is this somebody's back? You know, if she has gear, like, what's happening? I don't know. But apparently, this ruffled a lot of people's feathers. This dude's not going to work there anymore, I guess. I don't know what's happening. Um, and overall, I just think it's an hilarious situation because I, I don't 
you know, I'm trying to be, you know, rational. I'm just like, I mean, why would somebody do that in the first place? Like, you'd have to be a fucking idiot to do that. Like, it makes no sense. But so to me, I'm like, all these people are very much overreacting because I am assuming that they're in the wrong. Um, but if they are in the right, then it's just an hilarious story because it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, she's so sexualized because her back gear was moved. And I was just like, what? Well, that doesn't make what? Because okay, she's so so it is shoulder up. Okay, like I don't know. So the shot is shoulder blades up, right? Yeah. Of her back. Yeah. I think that's what I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, number one, if if you're a poster maker and you're really that bored off your ass where you have to like erase gear, you know, for a one in ten, you know, like there's a lot of fucking people on this poster, you know? Like you're just do it's a waste of fucking time. You know, number one, I, I if I was a poster designer, I would probably not waste my time with that. Number two, it's like, okay, if her gimmick is that she is strong and she's showing off her muscle, especially her shoulder development, then that's the fucking photograph you use. It's like, what the fuck? You know, um, if you're upset about the way that your your girlfriend is presented in pro wrestling, dude, remember this. There is dudes who probably go home and jerk off to her. That is a terrible thing. <laughs> They, they see her at the show, and then they go home and jerk off to her. Um, and you're worried about a fucking poster where she appears to be naked. That's like, great. Like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> there's nothing oh, to be hilarious. upset about at fucking all. Like, she is, that is just a fucking pose. That is it. And she's 1 in 10 on the fucking poster doing the same goddamn fucking thing. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! Like, just just drop it. And if you have a problem with the way that, if if anyone should have a problem with like how she's presented on the poster, it should be the gal, you know. And yep. maybe talk to the promoter. You don't need to fucking flaunt dirty laundry on the goddamn Facebookers. Yep. There's already shit on there that you know eats up everyone else's day, like fucking memes that are very offensive. Um, conspiracy theories about the goddamn fucking shooting in Vegas. You know, there's yep. other shit on Facebook to eat up your time instead of stupid fucking stupid fucking bullshit indie wrestling posters. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I know. That's a, that's why I love it though. It's like I don't oh. like I don't I don't like you know like see this and I'm like oh I gotta get involved. I just see it and I go oh, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Dude, so you're it's not like all the like you're not rushing over to your computer like keyboard cat and just like fucking like stirring the pot. No. Ah. Sometimes I want to though. Like I, I mean, it's like Maru and in his post about uh, what the hell is that place again? Uh, U I W A is that what it's called? Probably yeah, U I W A. Post about that, or it's you know, uh, somebody else's post about something else. Like I just, I just love it, dude. It's so funny to me. It's like that is a comedy goldmine, right? Because people yeah. aren't trying to be funny. That's when it's the most funny when people are like. I am super serious about this situation, and you are going to listen to me, damn it, because it's on Facebook. And it's just like, no. dude, this is like the dumbest shit I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah. Kudos to you for making uh, a, 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 a dude that lives in lacrosse's day because you definitely did that. You, All my problems are gone when I realize that these are the problems that some people are dealing with. It's awesome. It's yeah. great. It sounds, t- it sounds terrible. But, you know, like I said on previous podcasts, for some reason, I don't know what it is, Jesse, but I just don't go to wrestling shows anymore. It's just like I'm stuck in lacrosse. I've got things that happen on the weekends. I swear to God, I've been to like 16 weddings so far these past couple of weeks. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, people probably hate me for all I know. 
No, no, no. I actually, oh, I know nobody no. actually listens to this fucking podcast. So no, I think people like you, Nick. They just don't like me. I mean, that's that's usually how it goes. Well, now we're just gonna sit here and do a pity party, eh? Yeah, yeah. This is a pity party po- podcast, part of the Gravel Talk pity Network. Party yep. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good it's stuff. Podcast, man. But maybe yeah, we should just keep not doing talking for like weeks, and then when we get together, we'll be like, oh, it's, we have our we have our good our good episode. <laughs> no, I think like the, the cool thing though about wrestling is no matter what, there's always something popping up. You know, yeah. it's just the way it kind of goes, man. Like, hey, hey, kudos to like pro wrestling tees. They got themselves a brick and mortar store now, actually down in Chicago. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's it's definitely something to check out if you're in the area. You know, uh, for me, I'm I'm one of those weird guys that prefers to. Order thing, not order, not order things because I like being able to like, you know, I bought this and I want it right now. You know what I mean? Like I paid yeah, money yeah. for it. You want instant right gratification now. with your purchases. Yeah. So that's a kind of a nice thing. You know, it's like, uh, usually I don't have a tendency to buy wrestling shirts off offline just because, you know, um, I just don't. So, well, you know, availability, if, if I, number if one, the, it's like, you can't oh, yeah. walk into Kohl's and here's a, here's a goddamn, you know, new Japan line mark t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you want to get a, you know, you want to get a t-shirt, um, Go to go to the place uh, down there in Chicago. That's a, it's a definitely a great place to go for that. That is definitely true. You know, um, also kudos to the uh, Young Bucks for getting a cease and desist from the WWE for the uh, the too sweet hand signal. Now, Nick, um, uh, did. so this was it a too yeah. sweet hand signal or was it the suck it? Because I don't remember. I um, it was I, actually I believe both. Yeah. So okay. yeah, apparently uh, you can get cease and desist for any type of motions. You know, that's really yeah. stupid, actually. That is really dumb of WWE to do. Like, are you really that? Are you are you really that insecure that you need to give an indie tag team a cease and desist order? It was because they because they think they're making money off it. I mean, well, they kind of are, but at the same time, though, it's well, like now they're making money on, off man. It's, it's like it's like a fucking like thumbs up, you know? Is like hacksaw Jim Duggan going after people for doing the thumbs up? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think it's ridiculous. I think partially it's probably WWE because they're looking at the Young Bucks and they're like, man, this this whole Bullet Club thing, they're like making the two sweet their own, mm-hmm. even though a couple of guys inside of WWE, you know, came up with it. Not, well, shit, dude, know, man. It's but... been a, uh, it's an old jester from a collegiate baseball team. That's what it was. Right. It was um, NC Wolfpack. That's what it was. That's what it was, man. And just like it got populated into the wrestling. It's like Fanny packs and Zubas. Everyone fucking does it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think I think it's a it's a shame mm-hmm. that uh, WWE had to go ahead and do that. Uh, it's you kind think of, some I of that was just like reactionary based on the fact that Bullet Club invaded Raw? Probably. It was probably more or less their way of saying, "Hey, back, cool it." You know, mm-hmm. cool a little bit on the uh, the whole WWE thing because I know that the Bullet Club has been very, um, you know loud about how they feel about WWE and and their FTR stuff and, and Cody Rhodes pretty much talking about WWE everywhere he goes. Um, so, yeah, maybe it was more or less just them saying, you know, hey, guys, you need to cool a little bit on uh, your, your stuff or we're going to sue the shit out of you. So, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, probably, you know. More, more than likely. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes sense. So, uh, before we end this episode, Jesse, uh, it's been a long time. So, let's uh, take another look in the love life of Jesse Von Rudin. Jesse, what do you got for us this week? Um, not a whole lot, you know? Um, so yeah, I actually met this really kind of cool gal on the Tinders, you know, we went on some really nice dates and it was one of those things where, you know, I'm in the middle of doing the wrestling show weekend and she's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I gotta tell you, you know, I'm kind of, 
kind of dating and talking to other dudes. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Whatever. If you want to get together and talk, like, we're not serious at all. Like, we kissed, you know, like, yep. we're not going to buy a dog. And then, you know, so we get together not- on Sunday and stuff like that. Well, I wish it'd be kind of cool. Like, I would definitely buy a dog with a gal, you know, when we get yeah. to that point, you know, when we get to yeah. that point. Um, yeah, but like, that's a big thing because that's like a, that's a miniature kid. That is exactly what it is. Just want to see is it, that literally is what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I've been saying that for fucking years. That's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, we got together on a Sunday and, like, we click. We really click, like, verbally, like, expressive, like, everything, values, humor, all that stuff. It's just for some apparent reason it wasn't clicking with her. And I wonder is it because one of those things where, you know, you get, like, instant cold feet because you think it's getting serious, in which I, I kind of firmly believe sometimes that actually happens to both parties. Yeah, so definitely. So it's kind of just like, um, that sucks, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, afterwards we just kept on talking, and she's like, don't be a stranger. So I'm trying to wonder, like, okay, what the fuck does don't be a stranger mean? <laughs> like... You know, Dude, you're the love god. You're supposed to tell me this stuff. I don't well, know. Yeah, the only thing I can think of, like, don't be a stranger is, is like, hey, drop in every once in a while and see how I'm doing. That's what I'm thinking it is. It's like, I know what it sounds like. That's yeah. what I think it is, too. You know, so it's like, okay, so how, like, I'm not going to be, like, stranger danger. I got to be, like, cool stranger, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, uh, be like, hey, I'm not too sure what you're up to for lunch, you know, but then that sounds dumb, you know, like, you can't do that <laughs> shit, you know, be like, or she'd be like, hey, I'm going to go go to the fucking PETA corner. You want to come or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or like, you know, like she likes hockey. I kind of like hockey, you know, like that type of shit, you know. I sure. don't know. So it's like I got really like I was just upset at work. Like I was like lack of sleep. I was pissed and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? <sighs> and I got in my Vince McMahon moment. And I'm like, you know, I'll join Match.com and see what the fuck, right? Nice. Dude, here's the crazy thing about Match.com. I'm going to say this much, right? I get on there, and within, like, 24 minutes, like, you know, like, within a small span of time, it's all, like, these women want to talk to you. And I'm like, no, they don't. They don't really want to talk to me. <laughs> they probably see, here's a new guy who just popped up on Match.com that, like, either A, hasn't creeped them the fuck out yet, or, like, sure. or, you know, B, is just like, oh, wow, you know, Fresh meat, fresh meat. That's all it is on Match.com. It's like, oh, so there's like fresh meat, you know? Like, yeah. But, like, at the same time, though, it's like Match.com makes you pay, like, you know, like 30 bucks a month just to sign up. And I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? So I got this, like, profile (laughs) sitting here, and I'm like, do I waste 30 bucks and maybe, like, a couple dates to realize I fucking just hate internet dating and just stop dating altogether? You know, like. You think so, really? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know, man. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm, yeah, everyone kind of has a really cool story how they meet their significant other, you know? And it's just like, mine's going to be like, well, you know, I uh, did all these mathematical equations, and uh, apparently me and her have a 99.9% chance of being uh, compatible. Well, dude, a lot of people yeah. meet on Match.com, though. It's like not it's not like a weird thing. Well, I, I'm not saying it's not a weird thing. I mean, like, I could have went to, like, Geek to Geek or something like that. or like You just uh, want you want that story of, like, saving her from going through ice. No, uh, I don't want to. No, fuck that. Because, like, if she's dumb enough to go on, like, thin ice, then I don't want to marry her. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. You know, like, that might be, like, that might be a little tough, you know? Like, she's out there, like, ice fishing and falling. Like, why would I be out there in the ice as, as well? Like that I don't know, seems man. You really tell me. dumb. Like I'm just hanging out there on thin ice, just like waiting for people to fall in so I can go save them. Yeah. That sounds, Why not? That sounds really terrible, Nick. That's a terrible way to meet people. 
Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know. You like, you see the people I work with, man. Like, I can't date in my office place because there is literally no one to date in my fucking office place, you know? <laughs> so I can't have the office romance at, at fucking all, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not going to date anyone that works in the office building because for fuck's sakes, like, half of them are, like, accountants and stuff like that, and half of them don't even wash their fucking hands after using the restroom. I uh, can hear yeah, that no, shit. Thanks. That's gross. Yeah. That's absolutely no, gross, you know? It is. And it's like, that I'm at work gross. until 8 p.m. How the fuck am I supposed to meet people? Like, I go to the pizza place. I get pizza. I'm going to date a pizza chick? I probably not. No. <laughs> you know, what do so- you got against pizza chicks, man? I got nothing against pizza chicks. I almost dated a sandwich gal. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, good story. So, yeah, I used to go in there, like, every Thursday and get the same sandwich. We'd start talking, and it was, like, one of those things, like, hey, you want to hang out? We're like, yeah, that's cool, you know. But she she was weird. Like, she was in between boyfriends, and I wonder if I was, like, that other boy that was kind of, like, hanging out, and she showed me her bloomers one time, and it was really fucking weird. Wow. Yeah. Just well, weird. there you go. Yeah. So, like, that's that's where I'm at right now. It's, uh, don't be a stranger. I like it. Yeah. Super cool. I like chick, the ending though. of this podcast. Super cool chick. You know, I got nothing but good things to say about her. And I decide, man, it's like, like on that road trip going to Oshkosh, like, I made three really important life decisions. I think on that road trip, and I really want to. Okay, so here's my three really important life decisions. All right. So on Wednesday, I found out one of our sales guys is basically he's done at the end of the year. So oh my God. it sparked conversations about the uh, about the future of the station. And it was like, well, you know, like uh, one, one of the salespeople asked Rick, you know, it's like, hey, how much time do you think you got left? And Rick's like, probably a year and a half, too. And then, you know, sales manager is like, well, who's going to run the station? I'm just like, I raised my hand. So I already put in my hat for um, station manager and program director. Wow. So, well, there you go, man. So, yeah. So that was a big, important decision. Number one there. I, I You know, it was sooner or later it was going to happen. But that kind of led into, like, decision number two. And it was very much... I got to get the fuck off the road doing these wrestling shows. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, no offense to like anyone we work with, but man, like it, it eats up a lot of time to do what we do. And it's trying to find that on top of everything in the balance with like work and social life and the wrestling thing. One thing's been really kind of like, you know, lacking because of it. And it's been the social life. I got to kind of find that balance. So I'm I'm really kind of hoping it'd be done by the end of next year. That's kind of like my my go home moment is probably like the end of next year, and yeah. it might just be like you know working for a company here and there, just doing a few things, but nothing outrageous, you know, nothing like oh hey man I'm on the road like five times a month. No. Yep. No man that that's for a young kid and I'm I'm not young anymore, Nick. It's 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 unfortunate, Jesse, uh-huh. and and we could, this is, we could talk about this maybe in the next episode because yeah. it could be a very long discussion. And I don't, and I mean, if you have time, we could sit here and talk about it for the next hour if you want. But for me, it, it was very similar, and that's you know mm-hmm. I joke about not going to shows, and I joke about you know having things going on, and I do. And that's what's unfortunate, though. You know, it's just like I talk to AC, and when it comes down to managing, and it comes down, you know, I love the boys to death. I love the experience to death. You know, I love going to these shows, taking part in the shows, you know, but everything else that comes with it, mm-hmm. the travel time, the time outside having to spend, you know, whether it's cutting promos or, or editing on your end or things like that, you know, it's just like, man, you know, with everything else going on in life, 
I just don't know how you can keep up with it. And I don't know. It's, it, yeah, and it's unfortunate. And I don't want to. I don't want to come off like we're like we're you know shitting on other dudes for doing it every weekend. Because kudos to you guys. I mean, if you if you have the ability to do it, do it. But you know, it's just. I, I think a lot of times, a lot of people in the business that aren't willing to make those sacrifices and go those routes kind of get shit on sometimes. And I think it's a little unfair to do so because sometimes I think there are just things that are a little bit more important than wrestling in life. And, you know, like I, like right now, man, if me and Zari had had a kid on the way, I would. there was no way I would be able to, to devote any weekend time to wrestling. And that's just how it is for us. And, and that's just, you know, we that's how we make it work. And, and, you know, and that's just unfortunate, I guess, in the eyes of a lot of uh, guys that are in the biz right now. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, man, I, I, like I, I agree. You know, I love hanging out with the guys. I love being creative in the business. But at the same time, though, it's like it's eating up a lot of time. It's leading up a lot of energy. And it's actually eating up a lot of, like, my own money. And, yeah, for sure. You know, and it's one of those things where, you know, there's no knock or anything like that about the pays. The pays fine. But, you know, like Brown and me have been doing this, like, 10 years, you know, like, next March. 10 fucking years. Yep. And... I've put on, like, I don't know. We have busted our ass, and we've gotten a pretty good rep. So maybe it's, like, our best bet just to leave on top and just be like, fuck it, we're done. Yeah, man. I, I, mean, I think Brown's at that point. I'm at that point, too. So maybe it's your best bet just to be, like, fucking I'm done. You know, like, yeah. I got other shit I want to do, you know? And, like, if, you know, and when it gets to the point where it's, you know, meet that good gal, and you got your 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 fucking station manager. Like that becomes like that is that's part of your life. That yep. is like it becomes my baby, you know. And right. like the future of that station when it comes to like presentation of what goes over the air, how how we do hiring practices, like everything that becomes like that's mine, you know. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not gonna screw that up if like the opportunity comes, you know. So it's like learn as much as I can from like a guy who's been doing it forever you know, on, on a tight budget and figure out what we can do and what we can't do and try to make the station I work for, you know, you know, make it, make it worth something. Because like anytime you ask, actually tell someone where you work and they kind of give you that blank stare and you're like, that's when you know, like, Hey, like no one, no one gives a shit. Yep. You know, it's like, you can say, Hey man, I work for channel eight. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's good, man. What do you do there? Oh, I run a camera. It's like, Oh yeah, that's really cool. But you tell them, like, hey, man, I'm the production coordinator over KQEG. And they're like, where's that again? It's like, yep. no, fuck you, man. So, like, my big thing is, like, making sure this place becomes a place where you're like, oh, hey, oh, holy shit, I really like what you guys do, you know? Like, yep. that's the cool thing. So yep. we'll see where that kind of goes. You know, maybe in, like, three weeks I'll change my fucking mind and I'll be like, hey, Nick, I applied for the WWE and now I'm going to <laughs> So, you know, it could be one of those things. You never really know. So Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and, you know, again – I, I love wrestling to death, and, uh, you know, if I have the opportunity to go on the road, I will. I think there's actually a couple of times over the next couple of months in which I'll be going to shows. I don't know those off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I know that it, it, usually how it works out is, you know, you'll take a couple of – it's almost like a couple of months off, and then all of a sudden you're booked every weekend. That's kind of how it is sometimes. So looking forward to that time. But, yeah, man, I mean, that's that's some exciting stuff, though, for real. Like, uh, you've been over at the station for, Jesus, for fucking ever. Way too and, long. Uh, Way too yeah, long, Yeah, well, and you know it like the back of your hand. So if that – uh, becomes a reality that's really cool and uh hopefully hopefully that all works out excited for you yeah it should be really kind of interesting um there's a lot of really kind of cool opportunities coming up within the next 
a couple months here with a couple different projects popping up that are going to be really kind of cool to see. But um, one of the things we haven't done in a while, Nick, on the podcast is this day in wrestling history. Oh, you got you got it pulled up, don't you, bud? Well, I'm trying to find it right now. So <laughs> um, apparently uh, today is what, the October 5th, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, uh, here we go. This day in wrestling history. Actually, this time brought to you by Pro Fight TV. Uh, I don't want to go there. That that's that's really dumb. Fuck I was that. gonna say, man, if you want to do it, you can. I can't find it. I mean, okay, I, I here looked, we go. All right. all right, cool. So I went back to last year's because sometimes history doesn't really change. Sure. Um, of course. Um, it, it was twenty years ago to the day. Uh, Brian Pillman was found dead in Bloomington, oh my Minnesota. God. Wow. Yeah. Well, that just that was now I'm sad. Here here's the thing. Only thirty five years old. That's what's crazy about it. Here, yeah. quick question. Okay, quick question. Yeah, sure. What would you have expected from Brian Pillman? He was only thirty five, but uh I'd say, you know, he still probably had a couple good years left in him. What, what, what would you expect from Brian Pillman if he wouldn't have died? If Brian any Pillman more, any more in the biz? Yeah, oh yeah. Like the guy the guy was smart as fuck driven it was just unfortunate that everything after that auto accident with him kind of just led further and further you know down the spiral with him and the guy was on borrowed time since birth you know but he never really gave up I think if Pillman didn't pass I think you would have had a classic feud between him and Austin for the WWE title those guys had great chemistry Pillman was a very good, unhinged heel type of character. You could have saw him going different routes with that as well. Like, he would have made a really good corporate stooge type of heel character as well. Um, Just unfortunate, and it's very tragic that a lot of times the guys that we really admire in the business are the ones that have the shortest shelf life. Yeah, isn't that crazy? They run so hard, and they go so hard uh, that you kind of forget that when you start looking at the ages of people passing away, it was 35. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fucking 33 right now. You know, it's like, holy shit. Holy shit. So that is very unfortunate as well. Um, of course, you know, it was the same day as bad blood in your house, which was the pay-per-view where Shawn Michaels and the undertaker had the first hell in a cell match. Oh, wow. And it was also the debut of Kane. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird to think about. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Um, Back to the Pillman thing, it was one of the things where I remember I was in an eighth grade art class, and uh, it came over the radio that Brian Pillman was found dead in a hotel really? room. Yes, I uh, remember that as well. Um, 18 years ago today, another tragedy happened in the wrestling business. Um, Draws was seriously injured after a botched powerbomb by D'Lo Brown. It was in the middle of a SmackDown wow. taping. Um, yeah, he fractured two discs in his neck. Um, it hasn't been able to walk since. So wow. It, that, was, that happened today. Yeah, that happened today. Also on wow. that same day, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara were hired by WCW. Well, this just sounds like the worst day in wrestling history. <laughs> well, well, let's keep on scrolling down. Let's find out. Uh... Yeah, 17 years ago today, um, Juventud Guerrero was actually arrested in a hotel lobby in Australia. Now, this was the dude uh, who was charged on three occults of assault, 
disorderly conduct, obstruction, and drug possession, likely ecstasy, which was found on him at the time of his arrest. Wow. Um, yeah, dude, 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 that is absolutely crazy. Um, of course, also 16 years ago today, uh, Vince Russo announced that he was going to retire from pro wrestling, but he never really did that. Um, <laughs> 14, actually 15 years ago today, Ring of Honor presented Glory by Honor in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The main event of that, Christopher Daniels taking on Doug Williams. Now, if you're looking okay. at like... Some of the guys on this show, and like Trent Acid was on this show. It was uh, him and Johnny Cashmere, the Backseat Boys, taking on Homicide and Steve Carino. You know, you're looking at Tony Mamaluke was on this card. Um, Amazing Red. This is one of like, this was the beginnings of the beginnings. Low key taking on Samoa Joe, the beginnings of the beginnings of what was really the golden era of. Sure. Ring of Honor stuff you want to go back and watch anytime you can definitely do that as well. Um, 13 years ago today, um, Carlito made his WWE debut. So there you go. There's a little good news about this. Yeah, I hated the shit out of that guy when he's debuted. Um, back to more bad news. Uh, 11 years ago today, the uh, the founder of Mexico's top promotion ended up passing away of a heart attack. He was 55. So yeah, you know, October 5th is a pretty fucking. Pretty fucking shitty day for wrestling. See what else we got here as well. Um, WWE No Mercy took place nine years ago today. The main event of that one. Holy shit. That was nine years ago. Holy shit. Chris Jericho defeated Shawn Michaels in a ladder match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. That was nine fucking years ago, Nick. I feel really old. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. I, I would agree as well. I feel very old as well at this point in time. Eight years ago, um, Samoa Joe defeated, uh, actually lost to Amazing Red. Nah, that, that's not really big news. And, of course, Lucha Underground had won their big, uh, they crowned their first Lucha Underground champion three years ago as well. Um, looking at that list of people, you had like Big Rick, Chavo Guerrero, Cortez C- Castaro, Drago, Phoenix, um, Pentagon Jr., Sexy Star, who's probably not going to work anywhere anytime soon. Um, nope. Son of Havoc and Superfly were in that matchup. It was an absolutely classic matchup. Um, Mundo ended up uh, Prince Puma. Uh, last defeated Johnny Mundo won that one. So that was a pretty interesting day in wrestling history. Um, you can always catch up on this day in wrestling history at cagesideseats.com. Nice. Yeah. Good plug there, man. Hey, you know, like after probably an hour and a half, we needed to plug someone besides us, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Even hey, we're the ones of... making this podcast happen. Well, hey, speaking of plugs, though, um, a big shout out to AC Riley. He had an interview this week with the uh, Savage Kings, Maru and uh, Devlin Kane, who was after or before the ACW matchup they had against the Tag Team Maneuver, which is the team of Nick Colucci and Swaggle. So that should be an interesting yeah. one as well. And on Deach and Dash, um, Jordan Lee sat down with his real-life Deach, Adam, so that one should be really interesting as well. So the teachers are going to be talking about uh, oh, that's cool. what they love about pro wrestling. How often can you have brothers on the same podcast? Not often. No. Uh, have we ever done that before? No, I don't think so. I don't no. have a brother. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's good stuff. Yeah, lots yeah. of good things happening on the Grapple Talk Network. If you haven't yet, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Grapple Talk. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter. It's at the Grapple Talk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we always have good content on there. We post national news, local news, things like that. We share a lot of those articles. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it's very informative. And, uh, you know, plus we have four shows, three shows, 
three no wait three four three, four shows we have four shows yeah. on the network um brought to you by us obviously the flagship ac riley the uh deach and dash from jordy lee which has always been an extremely popular show and then you have uh red guy gaming kind of a different spin on things doing the gaming podcast stuff so uh you know check it out and uh you know make sure to leave a like on that facebook page so you can uh stay up to date on everything that we're doing yeah you know and if you don't like wrestling you know you can still give us a like because hey, um, that help that helps out, you know, for potential sponsors as well. And who it knows? Like maybe we'll add a fifth podcast. It's uh, me and Nick cooking. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, what's cooking with Nick and Jesse? Hey, what's cooking? Like, do, you hey, smell what, do you smell what we're cooking? Get it? Yeah. It's a rock reference. We're, we're making peanut brittle today. So um, mm, this is how we peanut, make peanut brittle. Nice. Peanut mm-hmm. birds. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, let's wrap up this episode. Thank you all for joining us. You've been listening to Grapple Talk. We'll catch you guys uh, the next time that we do this, whenever that's going to be. Don't go anywhere. Uh, We've got more. (laughs) I don't know what's happening with that ending, Jesse. Bye. See you later. Stay classy. Don't be a stranger.